Well, 2023 is here, guys. Like, we made it. You're here. You made it to 2023. Good job. You know, I don't know about you, but 2022 came with a lot of challenges. And we're here. We made it. So give yourself a round of applause for, for making it to another year. Good job. God's got amazing plans for this year. Uh, one thing that we're doing as a church is we're going to discover the different names of God. And we're going to start off with um, looking at different stories in the Bible and discovering God's name from that story. So this, this month, we're actually going to be looking at the story of David. And you're going to see how God is Elhana Iman, which means he is a faithful God. And so every single week, as you see, I had these made from Victory Enterprises, which is a, a business owned by uh, a couple in the church here. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, go ahead and give it up for them. Yeah, might as well. They did a good job. Great to work with. So we have the story of David. We have t today we're going to be looking at David was anointed to be king. And then we're, uh, next week we're going to be looking at David uh, fights Goliath, you know, the different battles that we fight, but God is still faithful. And then we have David where he's serving Saul. We have David where he has an opportunity to take out Saul. So you see a little knife there. It's kind of weird, huh? And then uh, we have David when he actually rules the kingdom, when he finally becomes the king. And so every single month, there will be a new story, and we'll discover a new name of God. So today, our name for God, this is a name, a Hebrew name for him, is Elhana Iman. You want to say that with me? Elhana Iman. Say it one more time so it kind of sticks. Elhana Iman. And what this means is God is faithful. It's not an idea of who he could be. It's not a concept of maybe this, this God is faithful. It's who he is. It's his name. He can't go against his name. He's a faithful God. He's been faithful to every single one of us in this room and so many times. He is Elhana Iman. In this hour... He is living out his name over your life. I'll be faithful to you. I have you. You can trust me. I'm faithful. So I'd love for us to just let that sit for a second. That God is faithful today. As you recap 2022, just... Let that sit for a second. God has just been faithful to you. He's been a faithful God. He loves you and he, he cherishes you. You're priceless to him. He protects us. He, he guides us. He, he leads us. He's a faithful God. It's his name. He can't run away from his name. It's who he is. He's faithful. He is Elhana Iman. And you're going to see that in the life of David, that as David goes through different seasons of life, God is just faithful to David in the calling that he has on David's life. And so we're going to start off today with David actually being anointed to be the king. And we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel 16, 1, where David is actually called to be the king of Israel. 
And you're going to watch how God is just faithful to actually not only call David, but to actually work out the calling that he has on David's life. So would you guys just pray with me? We're just going to go ahead and pray and just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us through this message, through, this, uh, through his word today. Lord, we just thank you so much that um, we can just get to know you more. That uh, we can't just sum up, uh, oh, it's God, like with a capital G, God. That's, that's good. But Lord, that we can actually uh, dive in deeper and know your, um, who you're created to be. And we can know more depth of who you've called us to be and who you will be in our life. And so, Lord, I just pray for that, um, that word over this church this morning that um, just truly step into you just being faithful, God. That as we leave this place after this message and after we sing and, and um, that we just be so reminded that you have been so faithful to us. Would your word just come alive today? Lord, I just choose to get out of your way. Would you speak directly through me? Would I uh, say the things that are on your heart for your church, God, and not on my heart? Or would it be your heart? In Jesus' name, amen. So, hey, we're going to read a lot of the Bible, 1 Samuel 16. We're going to read that all the way to 23. So I just invite you um, to try to... Uh, the words will be up here on the screen. You can also look it up in your own Bible. But uh, we'll be looking at that entire chapter almost. Well, it is the whole chapter. You guys ready? All right. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? So it starts with how long will you mourn over Saul? And I just... As I was reading that this morning, one thing that I just realized was, you know, how many times did we mourn over something that we thought was going to go in a certain direction and it didn't go in that direction at all? And here we are mourning over it and we're just complaining about it. It's the first thing that we think of in the morning. Like, man, this didn't work out at all as planned. Anyone else? You know, this is not at all what I had planned. And so Samuel is a prophet. He's called by God as a prophet to actually speak God's word to people. And so the people really wanted a king, and so they chose Saul, and God's hand was on Saul. But Saul decided to rule in a different way that wasn't God's direction. He started becoming a king that starts taking things for himself. And God doesn't really like it when there's two kings. He's the king of kings. And so Samuel is pretty sad about this because he anointed Saul to be king. And there, there's good, you know, there's a hope that Saul's going to lead Israel closer to God. But it didn't turn out that way at all. And so Samuel's woken up. Hey, how long are you going to mourn about Saul? How long are you going to mourn about him? It didn't work out the way you thought it was going to. Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to the Jesse of Bethlehem. And I have chosen one of his sons to be the king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said, and when he arrived to Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, hey, do you come in peace? 
And I love that line because when a prophet would actually come to your town, a lot of times you got to be watching out like the prophet is actually there to speak God's word. In the Old Testament, a lot of times God's word was judgment on that town. So could you imagine the elders of the town like, do you guys come in peace? They're pretty scared. Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eleb and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things of human beings look at. People look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the heart. He was a tall, outstanding man. Obviously, this is the guy that's going to be the king. No, I'm looking at the heart. Then Jesse calls Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons that you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said to him, send for him, and we will not sit down until he arrives. I love that. So where's your, where's your other son at? Because obviously these aren't the ones that are going to be the king of Israel. So do you have any, God sent me here for a purpose and for a reason to anoint the next king of Israel. So, oh, these went by, and this wasn't it, this wasn't it, this wasn't it. Is there anyone else that we're missing here? Oh, actually, there's this other son, and he's out in the field tending the sheep. Okay, well, let's send for him, but nobody have a seat until he arrives. And I love that anticipation, that when God calls us to something, there's an anticipation that we can have. You know what? I'm not just going to sit down and kind of get lazy, because when the king actually comes in that's going to be anointed. Everybody's sitting around the table enjoying food. Oh, yep, there's my other son. But there's this anticipation. God had called Samuel for such a season and such a time as that to find the next king of Israel. And so he stands there and everybody else, you're going to join me standing here waiting because there's an anticipation when he arrives. So they all stand and they wait. So he sent for him and brought him in, and he was a glowing, he was glowing with health and with fine appearance and, a ha- and handsome features. It was Brad Pitt. <sighs> Sorry. The Lord. <laughs> So God may look on the inside at the heart, but you can still be good looking. That's what I just learned in all of this story. 
It's okay. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took out his horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And on that day, the spirit of the Lord came on David in power. And Samuel then went to Ramah. The spirit of the Lord came on David in power. David, forgotten in the field, because the prophet's coming to town and somebody still has to do the work. Everybody else is getting dressed up. It's kind of like the Cinderella story, isn't it? Everyone's getting dressed up for the ball. Samuel's coming to town. He's coming to our house. Guys, are you ready for this? Everybody's showered up and ready and looking great. No, that's not the one. That's not the one. Where's David at? He's out in the field caring for the sheep because somebody still has to care for the sheep for the family. All of his family stands around and watches as the youngest brother, David, is anointed to be king of Israel. He's seen in a crowd of witnesses, including Samuel and his family. David, you're going to be a king. You're going to be full of great splendor. David, you are anointed. You are called. You're the king. But Israel already had a king. His name was Saul. Right? So David's anointed as king, but Israel already has a king. We don't need two kings. There's only one king. Saul stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Saul was called by the prophet Samuel as the king of Israel. Saul was also handsome and a warrior. He was a fighter. He was the biggest dude in town. So what, what are you going to do, David? Like you're, you're called to be the king. You're anointed by the prophet who calls the shots for God. But we already have a king. So what's next in this process? Sometimes we're called into something and God calls us into something that is, is bigger beyond ourselves, or bigger beyond like what we could ever comprehend and then, like, what's next in that process? What, what am I supposed to do with that? Am I just supposed to sit on it? Am I supposed to just wait until that time, not do anything, and just wait until I can finally step into what God has called me into? So what does David do? Well, it's next. In verse 14, it says, Now the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit of the Lord tormented him. Saul's attendants said to him, See if there's a, see an evil spirit of the Lord is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the lyre. So the lyre is like this amazing guitar. It's not, it's a harp. Uh, he, will play, he will play when the evil spirit of God comes on you, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his attendants, find me someone who plays well and bring them to me. 
And one of the servants said, I have seen the son of Jesse in Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave man and a warrior, and he speaks well and is a fine-looking man, and the Lord is with him. So not only is he a great guitar player, but this guy, this guy is awesome. You're going to love him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me for the son David who is with the sheep. Where's David at? Where's David? With the sheep. Like, send, send for that guy that's Jesse's son. His identity is his dad. I'm his dad's son, and he's out there caring for the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent for them with his son to Saul. David came to Saul and entered the service, entered his service. Saul liked them so much, and David became one of the members of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, allowing, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit of God comes on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come from Saul, and he would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. So we have David. He's anointed as king. And what does David do once he's anointed as king? Multi-gifted, not only a king, but also a great harp player. Can really set the mood with his harp. He's a great shepherd. He's a good son. Put yourself in David's shoes for a second. You're forgotten about when important company comes to town and comes to your house. You don't even get the shower. The prophet of your people says, there's got to be somebody else. Anoint you as king of Israel. I've called you. My hand is upon you. You're going to be the king, David. Amazing. Great. I'm the next king of Israel. This is amazing. It's so cool. But David goes back to watching sheep. Going back to sleeping outside with the sheep and caring for them and protecting them at night. There's no need for a current or another king. So David, go play some music for the guy that you're going to actually be taking his job. In a matter of fact, go ahead and uh, bring this donkey full of grain and cheese while you're at it. And then, oh, you're such a great musician. Why don't you play for free and live there and just play music for him? David is the first Google Play ever. You know, David, Saul's having a rough day. John Mayer, we got it. Saul's doing pretty good. Some, hit some Whitney Houston. Come on, David. Let's pep it up. This is David's life. As I read this, my head starts to explode. And the reason is, is David was the king of Israel. He was already anointed. He was already chosen to be that king. He's that guy. Then why in the world is he out in the middle of the field as the king? Why is he still doing all these little tasks? Why is he doing that? 
I don't know about you guys, but if my dad tried to send me off with a donkey, you walk your own donkey. I'm the king of Israel. Did you not see what Sam? You watch your own sheep. Who, do you know who you're talking to? I'm David, the king of Israel. Like, why are you having me do all this other stuff? I'm supposed to be sitting on a throne. David, king of Israel. The very first Uber Eats. Running food. And what I love in this story is David decided to trust God in this process. God's called me to this, then therefore he's actually going to follow through. To trust the Lord in this process that, you know what, this is what I'm called into, but right now isn't the right time. And there will be a time and there will be a season where, where I'm actually walking out exactly what God has called me to. But right now it looks like caring for sheep. Right now it looks like walking a donkey to the, to the king. Right now it looks like playing heart for the current king. David decided to trust God in this process because God is Elhana Iman. He is the faithful God. And when he put a calling on David's life, he's going to see it through. Because God is always true to his promises. And so when he calls us to something, it's not that it's going to happen in a split moment. A lot of times it looks like caring for sheep. He is Elhana Iman. He's, gonna, he's going to be faithful to what he calls us. We can trust him in that. So I hope these words just ring true in, in the story of David. We're going to see next week how David fights a 10-foot giant. Like when things are just seem way too big for us. You know, how is God faithful in that? We're going to see that. What does David use to fight the giant? But for today, what I'd love to hit on is this. Is one, that you are not forgotten about. You know, I think a lot of us relate with David out in the field, David. We relate with, man, what am I doing out here right now? I know 2022, I, I kind of came to a conclusion about halfway through the years, wow, things are not going as planned at all. And sometimes it makes you feel like, I mean, I'm just, man, God, you, I thought you called me to something. I thought you were doing something in me. You're not forgotten about. What God will do is he will repurpose all the different things in your life to actually fulfill the promise of your life that he has on you. The faithfulness. He will repurpose every single season of our life. And show you at the very end, I've been faithful the entire time. David wasn't ready to receive the throne in that time. He still needed some nights out alone, staring at the stars, discovering God. I've been there. He still needed to humble himself and come underneath somebody else. That's already the king. I've been there. Can I get an amen? Has anyone else been there? 
You have to humble yourself and come underneath what you're going to receive sometimes. And there's, there's truth in that, and there's so much value in that, and God wants to repurpose that. God was working all things out in David's life to show, David, I called you as king, and I'm going to be faithful to you at the very end of this. I'm going to always be faithful to you. I just had a, a word earlier as, um, as we're in worship. Like, wow, what a way to start off the year, right? Okay, you guys said you were awake. What a way to start off the year, just praising God. But I think that there's some of us in this room that uh, as parents, you didn't know how God's going to be faithful in that. And I mean all parents. I mean uh, step parents. I mean anyone that is watching over kids that God has actually called you. He put a kid in your life. And I know as a parent for myself, I'm like, I don't know that I'm very good at this. And I just want to bless that, that if God put a child in your life to care for, and I don't, I don't just mean like babies, because uh, how many of you know like your kids get older and you're still their parent? It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> but... That God is faithful to what he's called you to. You know, he didn't do that. Um, it wasn't an accident. It's always been intentional. I've called you to parent this child. He is Elhana Iman. And he's called you to that. And he will be faithful to his promise. So if you ever struggle with... I don't know why in the world you called me to be a parent. I don't know that I'm doing a great job. I just want to put that to rest today, that God has called you to be a parent, and you're doing a great job. Sometimes it feels like you're out in the field alone doing this by yourself, but um, God's called you to this. Trust him today. Trust him in parenting your children. I'd love to just close with a prayer as we uh, um, just pray to this faithful God today. And then we're going to have a couple of people getting baptized. If you're getting baptized, what I'd love for you to do during this prayer is just come up and then uh, line up in the hall here. And then um, we'll go ahead and baptize a couple people today. Does that sound fun? Yeah. What a great way to start off the year, right? And if you didn't plan on getting baptized, you're like, you know what? I, I think I'd like to get baptized today. The water's warm. It really is today. Last time, not so much. <laughs> this time, it's warm. So you can just line up during this uh, last song. God, we thank you so much that you are Elhana Iman. And so, Lord, I just pray that that word would just speak over us this entire month, but also intentionally right now, that for every single one of us, we can just come under that, that covering. Oh, wow, God is faithful. I can trust him in every aspect of my life. Yeah, I just pray for strength for any of us in this room that have been going through seasons of just being out in, in, uh, in the wilderness, caring for sheep, or just um, serving someone that just doesn't appreciate it, or uh, so many hats being put on our, 
our life in, in work or in our family, and we just uh, don't feel like we're doing anything with this right now. Lord, I just pray for, for a strength to just keep going for every single person in this room that has been experiencing that. Lord, I pray for strength to, to overcome new things in 2023, that the areas of trust that we've just decided to like kind of wall off between you and us, Lord, that you would tear down those walls in this year, and we would just learn to trust you as we discover more and more of your name, that you are the faithful God. You are faithful to us, Lord. And also just pray just a blessing over every single parent in this room, Lord, that when you've called us to parent kids, Lord, these are your children that, that we get to parent. We get to, and, and I, I would love for us to just see this from more of a perspective of partnering with you as opposed to, man, all this pressure is on my shoulders. Lord, would we just remove some of those, those pressures and that weight of parenting and going, God, I choose to trust you with my kids. Whatever your plan is, Lord, I want to partner with you in that. Just to raise up children that love you, God. That's our desire. That's our heart. Yeah. Lastly, I uh, just want to invite you, if, if you're in this room and you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, you haven't said, you know what, Jesus, I want to just completely walk away from this old life and I want to give you my life. It's completely yours. It's all of yours. Just a total abandon of surrender and just saying, God, I've tried my way. I've tried the stuff that I thought was right, but I want to surrender my life. I want to give it over to you. If you've never done that before and say you want to do that for the very first time today, it's a brand new year. It's a new hour. It's a new season. So I just invite you, even right now, that you could just raise your hand. Every, every eye is closed. Everyone's praying. So it's, this isn't about... Um, everyone seeing you right now. This is about you and God and just saying, God, I want to surrender my life over to you. If that's you in this room, go ahead and raise your hand. Just go ahead and tell him. Very, very cool. Very cool. Lord, I just pray for those hearts that just choose to say surrender today, that choose to trust you. We pray this in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Really, really quick. I don't have time, but four quick things, okay? If you decide to start following Jesus today, like, I want to see you next week at church. I want to see you here. The second thing is this, is, is grab a Bible. We have free Bibles. We will give you a Bible. Start reading the Bible. It's God's Word. It's how He speaks to us. So, like, the sooner you do that, the better. You start to learn what His Word actually is. And then number three is to start to pray. You know, just start a conversation with the Lord, even on your ride home, just jump in your car and just start talking to him as a friend because that's who he is. And the fourth thing is this, is do what these people are doing today and get baptized. Get baptized. It's, it's a dedication of saying, you know, it's an old life. And when you come out of the water, it's a brand new life in Jesus name.